0: Good morning and welcome to Revitalize 2020. Today is Saturday, the 4th of January 2020. Now, for those of you that are new to this podcast, Revitalize 2020 is encouragement, daily encouragement for modern day Christian women. Your daily devotional companion. I'm your sister. I am your friend. I am your host. <laughs> I'm your next step coach. I'm Lily Lincoln and it's so wonderful to share this time of your day with you. Um so it's day 4 and we have been looking at worship. We looked at worship on day 1, um wisdom on day 2. So it's day 3, isn't it? And today we'll be looking at walking in love. Um, I always start off with the with the context and the assumption that um, you understand what I believe before I speak to you. So I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for 18 years. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe in the resurrection power. I believe that Jesus Christ died as a human being <laughs> and was raised again from the dead. I believe in salvation. I believe that the only way to heaven and the only way to God is through salvation in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit as God, as Lord. I believe in the power of healing. I believe in miracles. And I also believe in the use and interpretation of tongues. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Jesus, Holy Spirit, there's, there's nothing about you that's unkind. And I ask you today, Lord, that as I speak to your daughters, to your children, that you would um, encourage me and you would use me to encourage them. Let every word I say be um, untrue and let every word that you speak be final and loud and clear, affirmative and uplifting. You are my king. And my desire is to dwell in your presence always, but also bring as many women into your presence as is humanly possible. You are my friend and my king and I love you. I lavish my love on you this morning and we bless your name. Amen. Okay, so we we start the podcast in the same way every day. There may be somebody out there listening Who does not yet consider themselves to be a Christian? Who does not know yet if they are saved or born again? Who has not yet accepted Jesus as their Lord and Saviour? And as always, I'll be using my Everyday Life Bible, the Amplified Version, featuring notes and commentary by Joyce Meyer, published by Faith Words. So I'll take you through the prayer of salvation and I will say a line or a phrase or a word and then you just repeat after me and this means that we pray this together you are accepted in the body of Christ you are a member of my spiritual family and when I'm sharing the scriptures with you you will have the Holy Spirit in you to help you understand things that you don't know won't be me It will be the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. But I I want you to be saved. And my number one priority is for you to walk in salvation and to go to heaven when you die. And to have the opportunity to walk with Jesus Christ whilst you're alive on this earth. That's my only commitment and my only priority for this podcast. And if that's something that you want, please tune in every day. Please pray along with me now. Father, You love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son to die for our sins. So that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Your word says we are saved by grace through faith as a gift from you. There is nothing we can do to earn salvation. I believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is your son, the saviour of the world. I believe he died on a cross for me and bore all of my sins, paying the price for them. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and that he is alive today I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and I ask you to forgive me by faith I receive Jesus Christ now as my Lord and Saviour I believe that I am saved and will spend eternity with you Thank you, Father. I am so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Sweetheart, welcome to the family. You are saved. You are redeemed. You are born again. You are now filled with the Holy Spirit. And I strongly encourage you to find your local church, become a member, get involved in the activities, feeding the homeless singing in the worship team, playing an instrument, serving teas and coffees, helping with the Sunday school. If you are based anywhere in the UK or in London, you can join our home-based church. Our home-based church, we're proud, proud members of Maranatha Ministries, based in Clapham Common, Grafton Square. SW40DE, we meet on a Tuesday night at 7.30, a Friday night at 7.30 and a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, but you can come at half 10 for prayers. I'd love to meet you and if you listen to this podcast and you think, look I want to go to that church in Clapham in London, please do come along, we'd love you to join our church family that's our home base it's really important that the moment you become born again you join a family that's near to you so that you can be um discipled and you can learn more about the Lord Jesus as often as you can during the week meet with people who are of the same mindset as you um it's exactly the same way if you were Um, a football fan you'd go to the matches as often as you could and I think it's so important that the moment you become born again join your local church a bible believing church full of the holy spirit believing in the power of tongues believing in the resurrection power of the cross and an opportunity at least once a week to worship the king of kings it's wonderful so today we are going to be talking about walking in love (laughs) Um, So we started off with worship and wisdom and we are now going to be talking about walking in love. Now, um, I will say this as a disclaimer. I'm not a theologian. I'm born again, Bible believing, Holy Spirit filled and seek to be led and transformed by the Holy Spirit. My opinion and interpretation of scripture is by no means the final and only, but what I do want is to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I did not write the Bible. I mean, that's probably really obvious, (laughs) but it's really important for me to say that because when people listen, you have to be really careful that you're not leading people astray. And I'd be devastated if somebody was more confused because of what I've said, and I don't want that to happen. What I want is for you to... Write the scriptures down. I'll go through the references for you. Reference is just another way of saying the address of the scripture, where that scripture lives in the Bible. And talk through my um, interpretation in terms of what God has laid on my heart through the Holy Spirit, who is Lord. And then you, baby, go away and read that stuff yourself. Pray on your own and say, Father, I didn't understand a thing Lulu said. That's fine. And the Lord will open your eyes and lead you because the spirit of truth leads you into all truthfulness so the more you get to know the lord the more he will reveal to you i am just your daily devotional companion i am not the final authority jesus christ um, our father in heaven the holy spirit is the only authority um on the word on the word okay so let's go through the references first um deuteronomy 10 verse 12 John 13, that's chapter 13, verse 34. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8. 1 John 4, verse 12. 1 John 4, verse 17 to 19. Um, For anybody who's confused about the... Gospel according to John, and then the letters from John. I remember someone describing it to me as Big John and Little John, and Big John is the Gospel according to John, and then Small John or Little John are the letters later on in the Bible, which would be 1 John, 2 John, etc., etc. But we'll get to that, don't worry. So, Deuteronomy 10, verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord require of you? But reverently to fear the Lord your God, that is to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being. Hallelujah. Now, where it says Israel, of course you can put your name in. And now, Lulu, what does the Lord your God require of you? But reverently to fear the Lord your God, that is to walk in all his ways. And to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being. Now, um, let's talk briefly about love. Love is not a feeling. It does create feelings, but love is a choice. So what God requires of us is that we walk in love and we make a choice to serve him every day, no matter what the situation is. And in serving God every day, what we're doing is deciding to honour him, deciding to worship him, deciding to spend time with him and deciding to serve him. Now, what the scripture says is that we're to walk in his ways. That's a very, very clear command. Walk in his ways to fear him with honour, to love him, to serve him with our mind and heart and entire being. Um, I spoke to you in um, a couple of days ago about worship, and it's giving everything that you have to God. And loving God requires your whole personality. And you know loving God with your finances means that you give to charity, you give to your local church. Loving God with your intellect means that you maybe use your skills and your intelligence to build the kingdom of God. But that's only a part of who you are. Loving God of your entire being, and this is myself included in this bracket, um, requires everything. Um, Everything. And it doesn't mean you lay down flat on the floor all day looking up at the sky, blowing kisses up to heaven. It's just that each day, no matter what your vocation is or your trade or your profession or what your status is, you've decided to give your very best to God. Amen. Let's keep talking. So your entire being is also your will, your desire, your ambition, your creativity, huh? your um, presumptions and suppositions. There are things that we believe about ourselves and about the world. God is saying, use that to love him, too. People sometimes think that they have to change their personality before they can love God, and I think we have to make a clear distinction between personality and character. so your personality is your your disposition, and um, maybe if you are light hearted or if you're quite melancholic, if you're very calm or if you're very very patient, um, if you're funny, if you like to read, that 's a part of your personality, but your character is something that God can transform making us more honest, making us more kind, making us more godly. It's two different things. So never feel that loving God of your entire being suddenly means that you have to change your personality because I really feel, and this is my own opinion, that personality and and character are different because you could be hilarious. You know, you could fill up a whole room but be incredibly bitter. You could be very, 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 very quiet but be very, very honest. It's not the same. So God doesn't change your personality. I believe he changes your character. So loving God of your entire being means submitting your character to potential transformation, inevitable transformation, but using your personality, everything that you are and bringing that before God and saying, Father, I come to you as I am and I love you with all that I have. Let's go down um, over to the New Testament. John 13, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. John 13, this is Big John, the gospel according to John. John 13, verse 34. Here we go. I give you a new commandment that you should love one another just as I have loved you. So you too should love one another. Hmm. So Jesus here is um is encouraging us to do the only thing that's important to him, which is to love. Because the Bible says God is love. God is love. And now that we're in Christ, now that we're born again our number one priority as we learned from the old testament is to love god but now what jesus is saying is that the new commandment is let me have a look love one another as i have loved you so he loves us unconditionally he loves us um sacrificially without reserve um, without prejudice without judgment he expects us to do that for others now This is incredibly hard. It's really, really hard because the word love is used um, so flippantly. And I'm guilty of this. I love pizza. (laughs) I love carbonara. I love my new hairstyle. I love Jesus. I mean, it's not the same... (laughs) We, I can't put Jesus and I can't believe I've done this my entire Christian life, put Jesus in the same bracket as pizza, music, good food and good clothes. My goodness, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and what it requires to love God is so much more than loving pizza because I could love the pizza today and then tomorrow if I burn it, I hate it. And this is the kind of thing that God is warning us about and just saying that loving him with everything means that you're making a conscious decision every day to love him no matter how you feel. But what Jesus is now saying to us in the New Testament, which is very, very hard, it's hard because it doesn't come naturally to us, to love other people the way he loves us unconditionally. And it means even if you don't like the way somebody behaves, hmm, even if you do not like the way somebody behaves, you still have to love them. Holy Spirit, would you come now and wherever we have been hurt or disappointed or abused or offended and it's made it hard for us to love people, would you help us to forgive and to love them the way you love us? We cannot We, we cannot do that on our own i'm just being so real with you right now we can't do that on our own and i ask you holy spirit to help us to love to love the way that you love us the way jesus taught us to love others help us to love that way thank you lord let's go over to ephesians ephesians chapter 4 Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Here we go. Verse 1 and 2. I therefore, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you and beg you to walk, lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called, With behaviour that is a credit to the summons to God's service. Living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, bearing with one another and (laughs) making allowances because you love one another. Okay. You mm. see, what I love about the word is that it goes down <laughs> like some good medicine and it really makes you think about hold on, am I actually doing that? And it's not a condemnation, it's a gentle correction to guide us in the way of wisdom and to steer us if we are, of course. Now, it says here, remember, I'm reading from the amplified version, so there will be additional words to give a more robust understanding of a particular word. So let's just look at verse two. Living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility, meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, bearing with one another... And making allowances because you love one another. Now, I spoke to you a couple of minutes ago about personality and character. There are some people who are just naturally patient and kind. But a godly kindness and a godly patience never runs out. It's next level. (laughs) It's next level because it means that if somebody continues to hurt you, we are required. In fact, we're commanded by God to continue to love them. I mean... It doesn't even make sense. (laughs) It doesn't even make sense. If somebody continues to hurt you, you have to forgive them. Now, I have to draw a really clear line. Abuse is abuse is abuse, okay? And harm is harm is harm. I'm not saying put up with the harm. Of course, you have to be safe, but you do still have to forgive them. You can be safe and protect yourself from danger and still forgive somebody. You can decide not to be in a friendship with somebody or no longer work for an employer and still walk in forgiveness. What I believe about forgiveness is that if every time a person's name comes into your mind and you feel anger, you need to forgive them. Every time it comes up because um, memories don't often go away, especially if you've experienced any childhood trauma or death of a loved one or divorce or any of those kind of things that can really you know, flip your world upside down. There may be anger associated with that person's name or a family's name or a school teacher's name. And I encourage you, this is where the work of the Holy Spirit is so important because the Holy Spirit is Lord and he's able to lead you into all truthfulness. So if you are struggling to make allowances for people or walk in gentleness or patience or unselfishness, This is where you call on the power of the Lord and say, Father, you want me to be unselfish. Help me to be unselfish. Help me to be gentle. Help me to be patient. Help me to be meek and mild and humble. Help me to make allowances because you've encouraged me and commanded me to love other people. That's that's, that's, that's your faith at ground level. Sometimes we we share things, but we don't tell people how, and it's really important that when we talk each day together and we love each other and encourage each other, I want you to know how to move on, how to be born again, how to walk in love, and that's what the scripture can do for us. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 verse 2. And walk in love esteeming and delighting in one another as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. So Jesus loved us. God loved us, gave his son up for us. Jesus laid his life down for us. The expectation is that we are now able to do that for God in the first instance and then love other people without grudge without judgment without reservations without fear and I'll be honest with you it's not it's it's um it's not easy and the reason I say it's not easy is because our natural response to any situation that causes us pain is to recoil to withdraw And I know that's how I am. Of course, if somebody hurts me, I'll withdraw. But what God requires from me is no matter how I feel about what a person has done, to just take a big old deep breath and just say, Father, help, (laughs) help, help me to be kind to people that I do not like. It's a challenge. But the more we do it, the easier it becomes because God would never ask us to do something that he never believed we could do. That's why we have the word of God to help us to live the life that God always dreamed for us to live. Examples are our history, our inheritance of faith, shows us our forefathers and mothers who lived the life of faith before God, not blamelessly, but... We've got at their side, enabling them to do the impossible. And I want to speak to you now that God will en- enable you, enable you, baby, to do the impossible. That God would enable you to do the impossible, not in the future, but today. What's the most impossible thing in your life right now? The Lord will do it for you. And I command those impossible things in your life now to cease. And become workable and doable and possible and manageable. That God would make all uneven ground in your life level now in the name of Jesus. Level out that ground in the name of Jesus that you can walk evenly without stumbling, without falling, hallelujah. I can see you and the Lord will do it for you today. And I come in the name and the authority of the living God, in the name of Jesus. There's nothing too hard for your God, he says. There's nothing too hard for God. And as you walk in his ways, he will do the very thing that people said you would never be able to do. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's go over to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives, who are purified and holy and well beloved by God himself by putting on behaviour marked by tender hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourselves, gentle ways and, and patience, which is tireless. <laughs> And long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference, a grievance or complaint against another, readily pardoning each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. So this is the perfect way of saying exactly what I was trying to say before. There is power in the name of the Living God, and the Holy Spirit gives us this this incredible ability to do things that we could not do before. But our responsibility, it says in verse twelve, clothe yourselves. So in the same way, in winter we layer up, don't we? We we go into the bath, um, or we'll shower, we bathe, we come out. We put on cream or oil, perfume, deodorant, your first layer, then your underwear, your second layer, and then your T-shirt or your top or your blouse, and maybe a cardigan and a coat, a skirt, a pencil skirt, a pleated skirt, um, shoes, boots, heels, trainers, your coat, your scarf, your hat, your gloves. And then somewhere in that sequence... Maybe some makeup, some eyeliner, some lipstick, some highlighter, and maybe a wig. <laughs> um, you curl your hair, you comb your hair, you braid your hair. All those layers, ladies, is the same level of expectation that God requires of us to clothe ourselves in. Let's go through tender-hearted pity, mercy. Kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourself, which is humility, okay? Humility, not putting yourself down like you're nothing, but just being humble and sober about where you've come from and who God is. Gentle ways, patience. Those are your layers. Those are our daily layers every day. And it takes time. I am not naturally a patient person, so I need work to be transformed into being a patient person, not losing my temper. It's something that I really struggle with and it's something that I pray about more than 10 times a day because I experienced, um, I have experienced quite a lot of trauma and um, what happens in um, individuals who've experienced trauma, they are reprogrammed to deal with things based on their trauma. So some people will become recluse and be silent and then you have the other extreme of the spectrum of people who are volatile and explode. I am of the nature of someone who is volatile and explodes at injustice because trauma is not chosen and it's inflicted on upon you and if trauma is ever inflicted upon you when you no longer experience the trauma you take on one of those personality types to cope with stress and one of my um ways of coping with stress is volatile anger and and I'm i'm not proud of it but i'm very aware of it And I have to walk with the Lord each day and saying, Father, can you can you help me say not to lose my temper, not to explode, not to break down at the slightest appearance of trouble? Now, I'm telling you this because the word is real to me. And as I walk through my um, imperfections, the Lord has been so kind to me to enable me. To be gentle and meek and mild, tender-hearted, patient, long-suffering and endure whatever comes with a good temper. Hallelujah. That's my inheritance. But I have to put that stuff on each day. And when I put my makeup on, I say to the mirror, girl, you're going into war today. And that's the reality of being a woman of God. And being a daughter of the Most High King, when I clothe myself in the morning, I have to ask God to clothe me with those things. And it's hard because sometimes I want to be mad. Sometimes I want to be angry about stuff. And God has not said to me, don't be angry. But what he's asked me to do hmm, is to be tender hearted, full of mercy and kind feeling. And why? Because he did it for me. When I have lost my temper and act like a crazy person, God does not cast me away. He takes me in and he talks to me. Lou, that's not okay. Lulu, this is not my best for you. And, you know, as your daily devotional companion, I extend that grace to you. There are things that are happening in our life or have happened in our lives that are not okay. But God still wants you to forgive. That's your inheritance. Forgiveness isn't part of your inheritance. You've received forgiveness. You give forgiveness. You receive love. You give love. You receive patience. You give patience. Let's go over to 1 John 4. This is little John. (laughs) Little John. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Here we go. 1 John 4. 1 John 4. So that's first John chapter 4 verse 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is and springs from God. And he who loves his fellow men or fellow women is begotten, born of God and is coming progressively. I like that word. Yes, get it. Progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. He who does not love, has not become acquainted with God, does not. And never did know him. For God is love. Yeah. Beloved. Love is a choice. And I pray today the Holy Spirit will give us that power. To choose to do right by people. Even when we don't like what they do to us. This is what he says. That if we do not love then we don't even know him. And that, that hurts me to think that God would think that I don't know him and I love him so much. But what he requires of us now is that if we truly love God, we're expected to love other people, to show that we really, really know God and that we really, really love God. <laughs> He who loves his fellow men is born of God and coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognise and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. Hallelujah. Yeah, I just needed a moment to really clarify what the Lord wants me to say concerning that. And it feels to me that What's being said here is that as we love, we're doing the work of God. But the more we love, we're showing that we are from God and we are increasing in our knowledge and understanding of God because we love, which is God's nature. Hallelujah. So I'll give you an analogy of a um, a child and a parent and the child does not know how to talk yet but the mummy knows how to talk and so the mummy talks to the child and says oh good morning um Bianca how are you knowing full well the child does not know how to talk but what starts to happen is the baby will start to ha hello, ma, ma, ba, ba, hi, Bianca, Bianca, I'm Bianca, hi, hello, mummy, morning, mummy, I love you, the child learns to talk. And as the child learns to talk after mirroring what the parent does, of course, the child and the parent become closer because the child can now talk to the parent. So what God is saying is that as we learn to become like him and walk in his love, and love our fellow human beings, our fellow brothers and sisters, we become more like God, and we grow in our knowledge and understanding of God, because he first taught us to love. Does that make sense? Okay, wonderful. Let's go on. It's the same book, but we are looking at verse 12. 1 John 4, verse 12. No man at any time yet has seen God but if we love one another God abides lives and remains in us and his love that love which is essentially his is brought to completion to its full maturity runs its full course and is perfected in us hallelujah so when we're loving one another we are growing progressively that's the word it doesn't happen overnight we're growing progressively we're becoming mature because instead of Instead of being unkind to somebody when they're unkind to you, you respond in love and you're therefore mirroring your father in heaven. Because when we are unkind to God, which we are, unconsciously or consciously, he does not respond by being unkind to us. He responds by being kind to us and he wants us to emulate that behavior in our interactions with others. Last scripture, the same book. And if you want to develop your understanding of God's love, read the whole book of 1 John. So 1 John 4, last scripture for today, girls, verse 17 to 18. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us. That way we may have confidence for the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him, Because as he is, so we are in this world. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. We love him because he first loved us. Yes, this is it. So that union that we have with Christ brings us to a level where one day we will become perfect. It's not today, but our lifelong commitment to become like God means that the day that we see him and that day will come where we will meet with our King Jesus with confidence because we lived for him. We lived like him. We worked on becoming more and more like him each day. And as he is in this world, so are we. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And if there is any fear or sort of punishment, it means we have not yet grown in that maturity. Now, fear is very, very real, but it doesn't have to be eternal. And the love of God and growing in the glory and the love of God will dispel And push out all the fear in your life. And in your mind. So that you and I girls. Can grow in full maturity. And become exactly what God created us to be. So anytime you feel fear. Anytime you feel fear. Ask the Lord. To fill you with. The love. That allows you. To cast out that fear. Because if we know you're loved perfectly. There is no fear of punishment. Or judgment. Because you are loved. And if you extend that love to somebody else. Then you also. Forfeit your right to judge them. Because it's one or the other. He loved us first. And that's why we are able to love him. So your call to action today is to love the Lord your God with your whole personality and allow him to transform your character so that you can walk in love with others. There is no love in this life apart from the love of God there is none and we've got scripture to back up the enormity of God's love for us and the level that he requires us to be at in order to love other people and we may not be there yet but be encouraged baby that's okay because we will get there one day we will be just like him Perfect, lacking in nothing. But until we get there, we have the Holy Spirit as our God, as Lord, to walk us through those hard days when you feel unlovable and you find it hard to love others. That's your inheritance. To be loved and to love. Let's pray. Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for giving us power to love. Thank you for forgiving us and giving us power to forgive. Anybody that we have held ransom in our hearts. I know I have. I release them now And I charge you, daughters of the Most High God, if there's anybody that you are holding ransom in your heart that you've not been able to forgive a father, spouse, a child, a mother, grandparents, a friend, an ex partner. Um, Maybe you had an, an abortion and could not forgive yourself. Maybe you miscarried and lost your babies. Maybe a primary school teacher hurt you. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you have had hope to do something and it has not worked out. Forgive. I forgive all of those people who have hurt me. And I hope that anybody that I have hurt will also forgive me because my father has forgiven me. So, Lord, I ask you to come again into the hearts of all the women listening, wherever you are. That peace, gentleness, meekness, tender-hearted pity, kindness, gentleness, humility and love would reign in our hearts today. That we could love again and make allowances for those things that we do not like and love people regardless of how they behave towards us. It's so hard, God, it's so hard. But the Lord says he will give us power. Eternal power. Eternal power, power. You have power to forgive, power to overcome your fears, power to love. Power to say good morning to people that you do not like. Power to release those people who have hurt you and walk in freedom. So I can see somebody with like handcuffs or shackles on their wrists. But what's standing behind them is like a whole generation of people. But as you walk in freedom, those people behind you can go free. But unless you release them in your heart and forgive them, the whole generation of people behind you cannot be free. So I ask you, Holy Spirit, to minister to this one now that she will be set completely free. Break those shackles off of her now. You are free. You are free. You are free. And as we pray, We seal this prayer in the matchless name of Jesus that we would not be disqualified after we've heard the word of God. Don't let this word be stolen from anybody's heart. Don't let this word be choked up with the cares of life and worry. Father, let every man be a liar and let your word be true. Filter out everything that I've said that's not from you. And everything that you want to to grow in the hearts of your people, let that be all that they remember. You are my God and you cannot fail. You are my God and you cannot fail. You are my God and you cannot fail. (laughs) You are my God. And you cannot fail. You are my God, and you cannot fail. You are my God, and you cannot fail. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. fail. You cannot fail. You are my God, and you cannot fail. You are my God, and you cannot fail. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. fail. Hey, a na ra ra, son, that I am hoyanda. A ra ya and a ra ya seya. A ra ra ya na You cannot fail. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. Father, we bless your name, and we thank you for your word. Be number one in our lives and help us to become more like you. Protect, surround, encompass, consume us that will be hidden from the targets of the enemy. Our children, our spouses, our family members, our loved ones, our children's children's children and every generation after us that seeks to know you. Preserve and protect them, Father because of your love for us. We thank you for all these things in the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Girls, go and spread the gospel. Tell your people how good God is and how he died for them He rose from the dead for them and lives forever for them. And because of him, Jesus, we can live forever. Go and tell your people. Go and tell a friend to tell a friend that Jesus is still Lord. Jesus still saves. And he's still coming back. Have a fantastic day. I love you. (laughs) I love you. Be blessed. I'm your daily devotional companion. I'm your host. I am your next step coach, Lulu Lincoln. And this podcast, we 2020, is lovingly sponsored by our very own teachingmums.com. It's been so wonderful to spend time with you today. Same time again tomorrow. Bye-bye.